Welcome to another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton podcast. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And we we are back with Canton Bound this week. Uh, no bonus episode of Campus Life. Sorry to disappoint. I'm I'm back. Uh, week 13 in the books. Playoffs right around the corner. Some starting this week, some starting next week, depending on league setups. Uh, you, uh, you, you got any promising prospects this year? Bringing home any titles? Uh, a couple teams that I think are decent. Um, our home league, I'm obviously trying to win for the third time. What? What? Um, <laughs> I actually, I, I feel like I neglected some of my NFL rosters a little bit this year uh, in favor of uh, college rosters. I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and I actually find myself being a, a pretty heavy seller right now and just picking up, f- you know, freshman picks and, and auction dollars and just there's a ton of that kind of stuff right now, which is more fun to me anyway. So give me okay. five years and all these teams are going to be freaking empires, baby. <laughs> all because I sold Melvin Gordon for 45 auction dollars. Woo! There you go. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I. I'm kind of with you there. I feel like I didn't pay enough attention to some of the NFL rosters this year um, just because I was focusing a lot more on the college side. I wouldn't say I neglected them. I just wasn't quite as active in the trade market on that side as what I normally am. I I will say the one guy that I'm buying right now is Elijah Mitchell. I'm buying so much Elijah Mitchell right now. Um, Yeah. So any particular reason? I think he's a good player. I think he's undervalued. I've heard some people say, you know, they wouldn't sell him for less than a first. And that's probably I like I, that would be my cutoff. But I think you can still get him for an early second or two seconds. Or I have a league that's really weird. It's a Debbie league. And it's like 24 teams, single copy. You don't have Debbie slots like you just have a roster. And so it like makes things very complicated. My team is terrible, but it's got a lot of Debbie. It's like I, I offered Rakeem Jarrett straight up for him. Like I, I'm just offering like stuff like that to try to pick up as many Elijah Mitchell's copies as I can. That's my, that's my big buy uh, this year. And also like if I can get like an AJ Dillon, like an an RB that I think has a pathway to consistent production, like, and I think you can get those guys still for, for cheaper than I'm doing it. Okay. See, cause I know earlier in the off season, you were not avoiding, you were, you were, you know, you were pretty much avoiding San Francisco running backs, right? Uh, Well, I was avoiding Trey Sermon. Right. Um, and then the rest of them didn't really have much cost attached to them, did they? I mean, I guess Mostert kind of did. I wasn't buying Mostert. Um, but, I mean, Mitchell's just young and he's been good. And I, if he can stay healthy. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. So you, you think that they maybe lean on him a little bit more? I don't think they'll ever just be like a bell cow. San Francisco's never going to have a bell cow, but. I don't think there's one a there is nothing to suggest to me that San Francisco is anti bell cow. They just can never have a guy stay healthy for a long stretch. Hmm. But like when Elijah Mitchell is healthy or when, you know, whoever is healthy that like that week, they get the majority of the touches. They just can't for whatever reason. They just, I don't know if they're on an Indian burial burial ground there. Like what, (laughs) what San Francisco's deal is. Um, But they just can't keep those guys healthy. But I don't think that, yeah, I don't think there's anything to suggest that they, they're anti bell cow. Interesting. Interesting. Look at that opening opening segment. Just completely off the fly, off the top of the head. I just, you know, there's, there's so much up in here, you know, in my head. I just, you know, it's all swimming around. Sometimes it just comes out. Fair enough. Maybe it needs to come out a little bit more often. I don't know. 
Oh, that you got me good there. <laughs> uh, all right, well, before we get into it here, this podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group, along with a ton of other great pods, including the True North Fantasy Podcast, Play to Win Podcast, Dynasty Happy Hour, Injury Prone Podcast with Dr. Edwin Porras, Dynasty Vipers, The Smoke Show, The Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, and The Fantasy Points Podcast. You can follow them on Twitter at Fantasy Points Live or check out the Friday drops that recap the week in the Fantasy Points Media Group. Uh, so we got a lot of news this week. It's a lot of uh, a lot of players who are banged up, a lot of questionable players. Uh, one player playing tonight is Dalvin Cook. He is listed as active tonight, and he is playing as we are recording this. Um, that's a good sign for anybody relying on him for the fantasy playoffs, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, and he had a big run already. Um, so yeah, he's looking looking good. The Steelers are just the steel. That's the problem with the Steelers right now. The defense has to carry him, but as soon as they get like three in, just exactly what happened last year. Bud Dupree went down, and it's just like <laughs> Stephon Tuitt went down, and uh, you just can't you cannot make up for some of these absences. So yeah, we're seeing that again tonight. Yippee! So with Dalvin Cook being active, anybody relying on Alexander Madison? Uh, there he goes again. Sorry. Dalvin Cook? Yeah. No. <laughs> Anybody relying on Alexander Madison may have to look in another direction. I mean, I know uh, there was one league where I was hoping to be able to use him um, this week at least and maybe next week. I'll have to find another direction because, um, well, we can just mention it right now because DeAndre Swift, DNP, uh, again. So and that, like, that one hurts this week. I am yeah. relying on a lot of DeAndre Swift. <laughs> yeah, I, I have DeAndre Swift in a lot of places too. That's why I was kind of relying, uh, hoping for Alexander Madison tonight. But that is not looking like it's going to be the case here. But with the with uh, Swift not playing, not practicing again this week, probably going to be out. Um, are we pivoting anywhere else? Jamal Williams, any interest there? Uh, would they have um, Jamar Jefferson? Um, well, I don't have any Jamar Jefferson because I don't think he's very good at football. Sorry, Matt. Um, <laughs> it's a it is a really tough running back week. I actually think it's just a tough week overall, and I don't know yeah. why because I don't think there was like a rash of injuries. The 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 uh, Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams stuff doesn't help at all. I know we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. It's just odd timing for some of these guys. Yeah, so I'm lucky. I don't really have a lot of playoffs starting this week. Most of my leagues have adjusted correctly. So, yeah, and then one of the leagues that for me that hasn't adjusted as much, I have a buy-in for the first week anyway. So, oh, wow, well, yeah, Mister Mister Bragg's a lot over here. <laughs> I was gonna say, so I'm not really affected that much by this, but but thank you. Um, but we'll just we'll get it right into the next bit of news there that you mentioned. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen on the COVID list this week. Cornerback uh, Chris Harris as well, but we don't really care that much about them. Uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen being on the list, so that both of those guys is significant. Now there there is a chance that uh, they could return if they test negative twice, just because they are both uh, vaccinated, I believe, from what I was reading. Uh, but if they can't go, are there any players? We're interested in this week. Um, are we interested in Jalen Guyton, Donald Parham, potentially looking at a bigger expanded role, the tight end, or, or is it just pretty much Austin Eckler all the way? Uh, Guyton? 
I, I'm hoping. I actually am forced to start Guyton in more places than I care to admit. But um, he's a decent player. He had that touchdown last week. He wrestled it away from the DB. Uh, he's He's got speed. He's, he's an athlete. If Mike Williams doesn't play, especially, it kind of leaves that field stretcher rule open for him. Um, but yeah, you have to think it's the Eckler show. Eckler might be the, the overall top player in fantasy this week, uh, just based on sheer volume alone. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, especially with like we touched on a little bit earlier with all the rash of injuries, you know, that that there are this week or players that are banged up and not practicing that could be questionable. Um, any uh, any concern for Justin Herbert? Um, no. Not really. I don't know. I never worry that much about some of those elite guys when they're missing players. It just Ooh. next guy up. Just called Justin Herbert elite. Yeah, why not? I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. You just don't use the word elite very often. I'm elite. Well, uh, you've used it about yourself repeatedly. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, but no, you don't usually use it for anybody else. So I just thought that was an interesting note. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, speaking of uh, somebody else who is up there, or hopefully is, uh, Trevor Lawrence said, came out and said that James Robinson has to be on the field. Uh, he said, James is one of our best players, and he's got to be on the field, and we addressed it. Uh, James Robinson this week had been benched. He got benched for a fumble uh, where Aaron Donald just, quite frankly, made a, a nice play. You know, I don't really fault James Robinson too much for that, but Robinson gets benched by urban meyer and trevor lawrence comes out and defends james robinson james robinson's been a bit of a disappointment here this year especially given the expectations that were placed on him when um, travis Etienne was announced out for the season is james robinson somebody you're comfortable relying on down the stretch here or are you not really taking too much uh stock in trevor lawrence's endorsement i just don't want anybody on that team right now yeah that's fair like I, I really can't think of anybody. I mean, I have a Marvin Jones on a team or two that I've started as if it's like a, you know, a start 11 or 12 or whatever league he kind of plugs in there as the last flex guy. But, but outside of that, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has not been good for fantasy purposes at all. The running game has, has struggled at this point. They, they had Agnew going there for a little bit. He's done. Chenault has done nothing. I could just go on and on and on. I mean, the tight ends aren't appealing. I, I don't know what you would ever want to start on Jacksonville's offense. I know people always, you know, well, you you know, somebody has to be relevant there. They they don't. There is just a team every now and then where somebody just does not have to be relevant. That seems to be Jacksonville's offense at this point. Yeah, which is um, maybe surprising to some, given Urban Meyer's previous history in college. Not necessarily surprising to you. Are you worried about? urban Meyer's future there do you think that this could spell the end given how bad this has gone his first year here i'm not worried about year? it because that would be a great well, thing um so i'm hopeful i don't like that that team is that that whole franchise is just rudderless i'm sorry they are it starts at the very very top the management i don't i don't want to you know just sit here and just bash jacksonville but i mean they haven't really put it all they had that one season where i think like everything was perfect with blake bortles like, like no very few injuries like the staff all kind of came together bortles and alan robinson but outside of that like that they haven't been good since david garrard was there in like what oh seven i mean and i think they've been sold by then like i think it's a whole new everything mm -hmm. there 
and I just they they have not gotten anything right there. Urban Meyer is a spectacular failure. You could leave Urban Meyer there for 15 years and he wouldn't have a winning record. <laughs> like you could just leave him there as long as you wanted and it would not happen. He the staff isn't good there. I question the front office. Uh, the cupboard is bare at a lot of different positions. I mean, Jacksonville, like I know they were in like a huge hole a couple years ago and they're like, okay, Jacksonville finally got like respectable. Like they're actually like a legitimate NFL franchise from a talent perspective. I think they're just back in that hole again. I really, really do. I'm sorry, Jacksonville fans. Cause I don't dislike the franchise. I just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. That's not good news for Trevor Lawrence is uh, his evaluation aside, because I know he was uh, was he was he a tier zero player for you? I know you don't have very many of them. Was Trevor Lawrence tier zero? Yeah, uh, yes, he was. And I okay. still will never judge a quarterback on his first year, really. So, right. I mean, look at two of the past couple of weeks. Been really, really yeah. good. So um, I think oh, anybody. Well, it's panic- almost like it's almost like somebody was on Tua. Yeah. So anybody panicking. You should not panic at all. I'm, he- buying, I'm buying Trevor if I can in places. Okay. So you think he can sustain at least fantasy success, even if, uh, even amidst the chaos there, and even if the team doesn't have any real on the field success? I, I will say with with the the uh, stipulation that if Urban Meyer returns, I'm probably not buying. Like <laughs> he can't withstand two years of that. He just can't. And I is Urban Meyer the worst head coach in the NFL right now? I mean, I know you've got Houston down there. I don't know if. Like I think it's too early to judge their head coach still because they've done yeah. okay this year. The front office is a mess. Is, is there another head coach that comes to mind that is, is bad? I can't really think of any. No, I mean, Dan Campbell's record is, and, the, and the Lions' record is bad, but I don't think Dan Campbell's necessarily a bad coach. I don't, yeah, we don't have enough information yet. It's spectacular that we're naming all these first year head coaches and we're like, we don't have enough information yet. And Urban Meyer is also a first year head coach. And we're like, yes, we have enough information. And you would think that's (laughs) hypocritical, but it's not. It's just we have that information in front of us already. Urban Meyer can't get out of his own freaking way. He's like freaking Mr. Magoo out here. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, you heard it there. Buy Elijah Mitchell, buy Trevor Lawrence, assuming Urban Meyer gets fired. Um, coming back this week, Chase Edmonds designated for return. Uh, sounding like he might play this week, but if he doesn't play this week, he should be back next week for the start of your fantasy playoffs. Uh, for anybody relying on James Conner, not necessarily the best news there. Are, but, uh, are, well, let me start off with, are you worried about James Conner at all? Are you comfortable starting him down the stretch? Um, yeah, I, I actually like James Conner a lot down the stretch here. Um, he's as we we like we talked about this all offseason. They split the carries at Arizona there consistently, where they have one back that, that operates between the goal lines in the twenties on the either end of the field, and then a guy that that chews up that middle sixty yards. That's exactly what they've done. Chase Edmonds has been that middle back, and then once they get in the red zone, they punch it in with James Conner. Is his touchdown rate unsustainable? I don't think so because, again, it's a high-powered offense, and that's literally his role. Like, that's just what they do on offense. So I, th- I think that he's a, a guy that I am – I don't know. Trade deadlines are probably officially closed at this point. I think they probably closed. Like ten, We're recording this Thursday, probably tonight. But uh, he's certainly a guy that I feel really good about. I, I have a team that I think I can probably win a ship, and he's one of my two starting running backs in that league. 
Gotcha. So then are you out on Chase Edmonds, even though he's coming back? Uh, am I out on Chase Edmonds? Well, well he doesn't have to. Yeah, he doesn't like he did, hasn't had a touchdown upside. He has to hit a home run to do he, it. He gets the pass catching work. I think so, he has a season high in pass catches in, in catches this year. Um, I believe he's having a he was having a pretty solid year catching the ball. Um, yeah, I, 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 no, I would much rather have James Conner of the two, even though Chase Edmonds is is younger. But I, I just like his role there a lot more personally. I get that. It's definitely fair. Uh, I'm fortunately not relying on either of them in any place that I'm in the playoffs. So that's not a uh, a decision I'll have to make, but I would probably tend to side on you there. I think Connor is more likely to get a touchdown than Edmonds is to get six catches. So there's your offsetting value. Um, back this week, the Bears are getting healthy. Uh, Fields was a full go this week. Montgomery was back at practice. Allen Robinson says he will play this week after missing three games with the hamstring here. Uh, I don't really know how much that matters overall for the Bears record. I think this season's kind of probably lost for them here. But Fields is a guy that I liked down the stretch. He was starting to put a game or two together there and then got hurt. Um Fields is a guy that I, I I'm I'm interested in in starting if I, in a pinch down the stretch here. He's uh, there's one league that I have uh, him and, and Derek Carr and uh, Trevor Lawrence, and I will likely go with Fields over Lawrence to be honest. Is Fields somebody you're comfortable starting at all down the stretch here? Uh, no, no. If I'm an actual contender, no. Um, but again, like this has been a weird year for quarterback play. Yeah. Like, really, what quarterbacks have been consistently good every single week for fantasy? Like, Jalen Hurts has been the most consistent guy. And he even he, was it last game that they played that he just it was terrible? Or um, He didn't play last week because they had Gardner Minshew. two games ago. Yeah. Just two games ago. Yeah. Um, Gardner Minshew looked good, though. But so, I mean, like, Patrick Mahomes has been inconsistent. Lamar Jackson's been inconsistent. Matt Stafford's been con- inconsistent. A lot of the guy, Russ Wilson, has been inconsistent. Just a lot of these names that we thought were going to be top guys have not consistently been top guys. Ryan Tannehill has been inconsistent. He's literally the most consistent person ever. Like, he probably gets up at, like, the same time. He's, like, the same <laughs> bowl of oatmeal every morning. You know, like, just if you just overlaid all of his days side by side, it's probably literally the same exact thing. He's been inconsistent. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, it's definitely been a tough year for that. Uh, Montgomery back at practice, though. That's definitely somebody that is – uh is is worth rolling back into your lineups though, right? Yeah, probably. I think you'd probably have to at this point. I don't know. Do you want to start Justin Fields every week or like the down the stretch here? Um, well, there there's one situation where I'm gonna have to in a playoff matchup. Um I shouldn't say going to have to, but I'm I would start him over Lawrence. So given oh, those yeah, two I options. Would just, I would rather start like a non quarterback over Trevor Lawrence if I had to on a real contender. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, and then last one, A Rob is uh, it says he will play this week. Now, A Rob, one of the biggest disappointments of the year here this year so far. Um, I'm assuming they were. You're not starting him down the stretch here, so we'll move. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. 
but no, you're good. Yeah, okay. you nailed that one. <laughs> uh, we'll move into next year here. Is A Rob's value dead? I mean, he seems like he's a throw in in trades at this point. Can he really uh, have that? Yeah. I he's a free agent though, right? Uh yes, yes, he will be. That is both a good thing and a bad thing. Um I would buy him, I think, depending on price. Um he's one of those guys that like I could just see him being irrelevant in two years. Like we're you know, we're sitting here like, whatever happened to Alan Robinson? Like, is he still in the league? Like I could see him ending up being that guy just for like I don't I don't dislike him, but it's just that like what is going on this year? I have no idea. That offense hasn't been great, but I mean Darnell Mooney's been fine the past few weeks without him there. So yeah, yeah, Abraham's a guy that I, I have bought in uh, one place, hanging on to him in two others. So I the dream is not dead for me for Abraham, uh, but I, I definitely do hope he goes some somewhere else in free agency. Um, other injury news here. Tony Pollard tore his plantar fascia, uh, in his foot. Supposedly going to be a game time decision here. I don't believe he plays this week. Um, because uh, your plants are fascia. I mean, you've heard of plantar fasciitis and that hurts people that keeps people out. If you tear it, definitely not good here. Now, Zeke has been kind of splitting work with Tony Pollard down the stretch here. Uh, is Zeke back to like RB one territory for you with Pollard out? Uh, no, because he's also hurt. <laughs> he did not look very good last game. I the Cowboys are going to be in trouble with the running game. Dak thrown fifty times again? Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, hmm? maybe. Hmm? Who's like the third back on that team? I don't even know. Oh man, they had. I don't know who it is, but I know they had the guy from UAB last year. Um. They draft. They, uh, he signed as an undrafted free agent. With Brown, Spencer Brown, interested? Yes, I believe they had him. What did you just point. throw and a pen? Uh. <laughs> I was glad you got it. I was. It was driving me crazy. I so I threw my pen. No, um, yeah, I don't even know who the third guy there is. But I did mm. see Zeke is likely to. He's trending towards playing this week. I mean, he looked so hobbled last week. Uh, they do get Amari back, and I guess he's supposed to be like a hundred percent now. Um, so it might just be passing time. I don't know. Passing time. Start deck. Um, you got two more injury news here to get to. So it's been a lot of injury news here this week. DK Metcalf second straight did not practice. Um, that offense has been up and down here, but DK Metcalf has been relatively consistent all year here. Now with him out, Tyler Lockett, big week maybe I lock. It's been the much better player this year for fantasy. Um, I think we were a bit quick to crown DK Metcalf. Um, does he have a big week? Do you know who they play? I don't know who they play. Uh, I don't know. who. There's something I should probably look up, you know, before I, I, I do a podcast on, uh, on NFL, NFL in particular, they play Houston. Yeah. I'll take him to have a nice week. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. That's That seems fair. Seems like an easy bet there. Uh, and then last one here, Alvin Kamara is practicing back-to-back days. Sound like he's going to be back just in time for the playoffs here and just in time for them to really have no answer at quarterback. Uh, that last week, last week was that was bad. That was really bad. Um, does that hurt Kamara? 
or does that help Kamara? Because he's going to be their entire offense. Uh, I honestly like don't even feel good about the Saints' offense at all. I would agree with that. Like, I really don't. Taysom Hill has that mallet finger thing now, so he probably can yeah. pass even less than he already could. I don't forget about any of their receivers. I mean, this is that's another offense where I just might be fading the large majority of it. Maybe I start Taysom Hill, but that's you know kind of it. Interesting. So you're you're low on Kamara this week. Low if if I'm a contender, I probably am not happy that like if Kamara is a regular starter for me. I I don't know what you would trade him for, like what you would do. You know, you'd have to pick somebody else up so you can maybe bench him. But no, I would hate to have this. Like, well, who's to say they don't even shut? Like, what's the Saints' record? It's not good. It's not good. good. Like four or five wins. Could they shut him down? I think that's a legitimate possibility. With he's kind of been banged up here this season, just say you know, screw it. We'll 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 try to run it back next year. So I I don't know. I think that's a legitimate concern. I think that's a legitimate concern, especially down the stretch here, because they don't have anything going for them, really. Their defense is actually pretty good, but yeah. offensively. It's tough to, like, your defense has to play perfect week in, week I mean, I'm a Steelers fan. I've just been the last two years <laughs> of my life um, where the defense just has to play perfect in that scenario because the offense just can't provide that spark at all. It's, it's a tough position to be in, especially, you know, if you get down, then it's, you know, just everyone's There's running no downhill on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that really covers all the injury news here this week. Um, we got a we we got a list of uh, a list of players announcing that they're coming out this week here and, and the past week before that. Um, so you know we're starting to get into that season where the rookie class starting to take shape. We already talked a little bit about the Senior Bowl guys, so we're we're going to refrain from that here tonight. But uh, list of declares here, Matt Corral really the only quarterback name that's declared so far now i think and we said that he officially is not declared right? right he has not officially declared he has just said that uh his last game with old miss would be his last home game for old miss so maybe he just plays the road games next year like you said uh off air but sounds like matt corral declaring that's really it at the quarterback position here um this is it's not, it's not it's not looking great here at the, at the quarterback position. I um, mean, we you, you didn't just say Sam Howell, did you? No, I did not. Like Sam Howell walked on senior day as well, and he's he's his third year on campus, so he is another one would probably feel really really good about saying that he's you know for all intents and purposes has declared right, um, even if he's not Most on that li- list yet. Yeah. yeah. Most likely, but the, he has not been listed in the group of people that are, have declared um 24 7 has a, a running list of, of de- declaration trackers um so does si um nfl draft bible they but they both have a list matt corral's on both of those so everybody in the community really feels pretty good that he's uh while he hasn't officially said it is declaring wide receivers that have officially declared Traylon burks that's a big one that's a big sigh of relief we uh we heard some potential rumors he may be coming back yeah, there were there were some NIL deals in the work to try to get him to stay there. Man, how, we're going to hear that so much over the next few. Oh, man. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this yet. I mean, I think Nike should have just given him an NIL deal. and Maybe not even a deal. Just all they have to do is give him 5X gloves. Or somebody. Yeah, it's just, yeah, they don't even make, like, I don't know. Why, don't they, why do they not make those gloves for him? 
I don't understand it. I don't know. You would think that somebody would make him for him. And he's a good enough player. But but Trey Lundberg's is uh is in the class. Drake London just declared today, despite missing the second half. Well, not the full second half, but most of the second half of the year here, uh, with an in, with a knee injury. David Bell also declared. Justin Ross declared. Reggie Roberson has declared Danny Gray, Charleston Rambo has declared. That's really it for the notable names there at wide receivers. Any of those guys really stand out to you at all here? There's some interesting ones. I mean, obviously those top three Burks, London bell are going to be the ones that get the most fanfare rightfully. So Justin Ross is still going to be really intriguing. I'm really interested to see how he does for anybody. I guess everyone that listens to these podcasts probably knows this, but the, the neck injury, they thought his career might be done. He came back and played this year and really underwhelmed. Um, so I think, you know, well, who does he pass medicals and do teams like, what do they do with his production over the past year and a half? Cause it hasn't been very good. I think he's going to be a really interesting one. And then actually like, I think Danny Gray and Charleston Rambo are both moderately intriguing for basically the same exact reason that they're just really fast. Charleston Rambo has been around for forever and he never <laughs> like really broke out like everybody thought he would. So I don't like, you know, I, I'm not taking him before like a, you know, if I have a, a rookie draft in a regular dynasty league, like a late third, fourth round draft pick. And, but I mean, I think like him and Gray are both going to get drafted because teams like speed, they're late. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. Yeah. I think those guys will both get drafted. I think everybody that we named on this list will get drafted. Justin Ross, the medicals will be the big thing, but I'm assuming if he was cleared to play uh, this year that, his medicals will at least be good enough to get him drafted. How high is the question? Cause he does have that Clemson wide receiver name. And I think that does carry some weight here. Is there any shot that he goes day two, or do you think Justin Ross is a day three guy at this point? I cannot see him going day two at all. Cause he doesn't have the senior bowl to go to and kind of do all that stuff. I don't think he's going to test great at the combine, he's not going to be one of those guys that just goes there and tears it up. Like, I don't know at this point, the only thing that, that, inc- that improves his stock is if he just, you know, crushes his medicals. And even then, like, I don't know that that bumps him up to a day two guy. Like that's, that's just like, you know, a, um, are we, is this guy even draftable or not? Is like the box that gets checked there. Not, you know, well, we, Oh, he's a top 50 pick now that we know that. So I don't see it like what he does here. Like he should have transferred, I think. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to risk getting injured even more. I don't know what his deal is. Yeah, I am. I'm with you there. I, I don't think he's a day two guy at this point. Um, I I do think he should have transferred somewhere else and tried to rehab that stock or at least come back. I don't think this was the year to come out because he didn't do enough. He did have another year. The medicals are still a question. You know, I think if he puts two years of college tape out there post neck injury um you know then i think at that point you could feel a lot better about those medicals i would think um you know if he puts two full seasons behind there no no issues with it i think that would check the box for is he draftable you know and then you can just you know worry about his production and and, and his skill set then at that point but with with everything going on with with him and with clemson in general this year I don't yeah, he's fourth, maybe a fifth round guy. I he'll get drafted, I think. But man, I don't think it's gonna be high. 
Yeah, and it's pretty crazy because he had such a good freshman year too. And usually those like that fresh the freshmen are easier to project once you get that early first year. Like it's it's not necessarily common that they just completely give you know. So <laughs> very, very surprising to me. One of the few guys in recent memory that that has done that. I feel bad. I mean, with the neck injury and everything. I wish the kid well. I hope he gets drafted and, and somewhere and makes a roster. And you know, I don't know if he's ever fantasy relevant, but you don't necessarily need to be fantasy relevant to have a long right fruitful nfl career look at you know james washington has been in the nfl for what four or five years now and he's not really done very much fantasy wise yeah yeah and Devontae, i just realized Devontae parker outside of one year i mean there's plenty yeah. of those guys yeah i just realized you said we weren't going to talk senior bowl guys reggie roberson daniel danny gray both going to the senior bowl aren't they they are yeah. yeah um i'm actually like a little surprised that roberson is still thought of in that category and we can probably talk about more about that as we get to the senior bowl but the dude is just old as dirt, and yeah. he's had multiple injury issues while he's there. He wasn't their leading receiver at SMU this year. Like, I'm just shocked that he's st still getting the Senior Bowl invite at all. They had some weird Senior Bowl invites this year. Bellis Jones got one too, and Bo Melton. Like, there's just some weird players there that I don't think are very good. Yeah, I was definitely surprised by Bellis Jones for sure. I mean, I think his value largely stems in special teams. I think he's going to get drafted because he does bring special teams value. He's a good returner. He's been multiple years as, as a good returner. He's fine as a receiver, but I, I, I was surprised he got the senior bowl invite. Um, moving on to the running backs. This is a real, uh, this is a real who's who here. Uh, we got Cameron Harris, Zaquandre Wright, Mateo Durant, TJ Pledger, and Jordan Mason. For anybody who doesn't know, Jordan Mason is the other Georgia Tech running back uh, behind Jameer Gibbs. So is there anybody on this list that intrigues you at all? You want the short answer or the long answer? I mean, we got some time to kill here, so give me the long one. The short answer is no. The long answer is no. Um, <laughs> so uh, Mateo Durant is moderately interesting just because I think he was better than his predecessor, Deion Jackson, who has managed to make a roster and in indie there. I think he's actually on the team. I don't, I mean, maybe practice squad, but I like, I think he's just as good, if not better than Deion Jackson, even if Jackson is probably a slightly better athlete from a testing perspective. So he, he's a guy that I think can, can easily make a team. I'm shocked that TJ Pledger came out. I guess he didn't want to transfer again. He left LSU. He was like the fourth best running back there. He went to Utah. And we were like, I don't think he's going to be the guy here. And sure enough, he was like the RB4 in Utah. I mean, maybe he just didn't want to take the step down to, you know, North Texas or wherever he would have had to go to get additional playing time. I I'd, like Pledger is a guy that I don't even think he makes it. He doesn't get drafted. I don't think he makes a team. I think he's just out of the, like, just out of the NFL. I don't know who advised him to do this. Yeah, I, I don't either. And But if he did transfer again, though, he has to sit out, right? I don't think so. The NF, like the, it's the college, they, they, the NCAA still hands out these waivers like they're nothing. It's very rare that they decline. Except somebody for Luke a Ford. Yeah, that, that's transfers like one. <laughs> and it was a legitimate reason. Like his grandma yeah. or whatever was dying and they wouldn't give him one. But like all yeah. the, you know, uh, I'm not going to get into the whole <laughs> Justin Fields because he said like the coaching staff was racist. There's like, there's like all these different, they'll, they'll approve anything. Yeah. They really, really will. So I, except for game game. I don't know who was, uh, like who was advising TJ Pledger. I don't know why Jordan Mason did either. Cause I think he could have stayed there and, or taken a step down, but it seems like there's a max mass exodus at Georgia tech. So yeah, uh, not I, a great place to be right now. 
I think he could have stayed there with Gibbs transferring out. You know, they wouldn't have really had anybody else. I mean, maybe they bring in a transfer, but I think he would have really been the guy. Um, Zaquandre White is a guy that's kind of intriguing to me. He was a Juco guy. Uh, he had a decent year this year as far as like, you know, any of the South Carolina running backs did. I mean, anybody who listens to campus life knows that they're the bane of my existence. Um, <laughs> but I think he's a guy that's intriguing, at least. Uh, I'll be very interested to see how he tests. Yeah, the testing is going to be big for him, I think. Yeah, I'll be very interested to see how he tests. But he's a guy that I think could I, I think he'll get drafted. You think so? Okay, interesting. I, I, I do think he'll get drafted. I don't think it's going to be early on day three. I think we're probably looking at like, you know, maybe a sixth round. But I think I, I think that's – I feel pretty good about that. Fifth round would be a ceiling, but he, I think he'd have to blow the testing out, out of the water. Yeah, I, I legitimately have no idea how he's going to test. Like I have zero expectation or, you know, like a number in my mind as to what he's going to run or whatever. That would be very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then just last one to mention here, Cameron Harris, who missed the the rest of the year this year with an injury. And after he went out, Miami's offense kind of exploded. Now, I think that was mostly due to Tyler Van Dyke taking over, um, but he wasn't really the benefit of that. And it sounds like they Miami might get Joe Brady. Now, there's rumors that that's mutual interest there. You would have, I would have thought he would have stuck around uh, and not declared this year because I don't know how high he goes, to be honest with you. I'm wondering know. if the staff really wanted him. New head coach, new offensive coordinator, Jalen Knighton tore it up at the end of last year. They have like a bajillion other backs on that roster. I mean, it might have been one of those. And you can't, you, you know, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe he should have gone home, wherever that is. I think he should have taken another year here because I, He's a day three guy at best. You know, he might fall in that same range as a Quandre White, maybe a little bit higher just because he has some production at Miami as opposed to Zaquandre White, who has like one year of decent production at South Carolina. I don't, I mean, I know all of these kids. I don't think a lot of them actually make rash decisions when it comes to the end of the line here. Right. Like, I think they're probably at this point like a guy like Harris is fairly well informed of if I were to enter the portal, what level of interest. And that's what then what propels, you know, the NFL choice. That's what, you know, we were talking about pleasure. I think he knew that the other options were not stellar. If there were really any, uh, it very well could have been the same for, for Harris or Mason or one of these guys. You know, it, it, they basically had to make a choice to stop playing or, or declare for the draft and hope something goes right there. That's kind of what it feels like for a lot of these guys to me. The portal's just so prevalent now. You have to know ahead of time. That's fair. I think that's a good point because you're seeing guys put their name in the portal and then they have offers hours later. Um, you know, how many offers does Tyrese Chambers have now at this point? He's got all of them, everybody, all of the offers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then last, and this is actually. Outside of wide receiver, um, this is probably the most intriguing group here. And it's only two names. But the tight ends, Kate Otten, um, favorite of the show, favorite of you, favorite of me. Uh, and then James Mitchell, mostly just favorite of me. But I like both of these tight ends here. I think both of these guys get drafted. Kate Otten, 
maybe looking at the very end of day two, but I think most likely an early day three guy. I think James Mitchell probably in the same range. I think both these guys are probably early day three picks. Yeah, um, Dane Brugler put out his first, or I don't know how to get his first set, but like his most recent update, and he had gave the top 15 at every position. I think he had Kate Otten as tight end four. Okay. Still, I was hot. Like I, he, he had a very disappointing season. That whole Washington team was was disappointing. Um, so I was just surprised to see him still valued that way. Like way over, uh, like Cole Turner was like tight end nine or ten. Grant Calcaterra was tight end fifteen. Um, it was a very interesting list, uh, and he was fairly high up in it. I above Isaiah Likely. I mean, he's a little more traditional. I think he can block and stuff a little bit more, and some of those guys can. But yeah, that that could definitely have a role in it there, but. I'd... Cole Turner will have a chance um, to to blow away at the testing. I, th- I think he's going to test well. Where Kate Otten is, oh wait, uh, Cole Turner did declare, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah, I don't have him on that list. Cole Turner also declared. Um, I do think Cole Turner is going to test very well. Where Kate Otten, I think, will he'll test fine, but he's not going to blow anybody away with it. Um, so I think there's a chance for Cole Turner to jump some spots there, at least in Dane Brugler's rankings. Um, but James Mitchell is is a guy that I like. He was a guy who was having a really nice year there for Virginia Tech uh, before he went down with an injury. He's been a, a large portion of their offense for the past two years. Um, so he's a guy that's flying under the radar that I, I do. I really like James Mitchell. I'll be interested to see how he tests, but I think he'll test pretty well, catches the ball well. Uh, he's a guy that I'm keeping my eye on. Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a tight end class. Like I don't, I haven't fallen in love with anybody. Uh, but there's a lot of guys that I'll throw a dart at with my, you know, three ten or whatever, just cause I can, if it's a tight end premium or something. Yeah. So I mean, there's like, like a Dawson Knox type cover. You kind of see the potential there, but like they never really came together in college. I think there's going to be a lot of those guys. Yeah. Uh, in this class and if you pick the right one you feel really really good about it so yeah. i'll probably one you know one league i'll take i'll take ott and one league i'll take turner one league i'll take likely one league you know I'll just kind of hedge all my bets there i think that's fair yeah i think that's a good assessment there you're, you're looking at a lot of guys like dawson knox like dalton schultz um you know those types of guys that tyler conklin's Tyler Conklin having a pretty nice year this year. You're looking at a lot of guys like that where you can see potential, you can see a path to some fantasy relevance, but you know, you gotta you gotta twist the binoculars a little bit to bring it into focus. Ooh, binoculars. Yeah. I'm more of a telescope kind of guy. Ah. Okay. I don't I, need, was, I don't I don't need two eyes. I just need to, you know, just need, you just the, need one. the one. Yeah. Just one. I I had the two in mind. It was just in in New York City, the Empire State Building. We looked at it at the whole thing. So First time in first first time ever in a city, you country boy. You in a city? No, in New York City. Also, no, I'd been there once before. Uh, I went to see uh, Penn State play Utah in the NIT championship in Madison Square Garden. They won. Ooh, the NIT. Yeah, I saw Saquon Barkley there. Uh, I also saw Flava Flav because his nephew was on the team. Which one would you rather get to meet, Saquon or Flava Flav? Yeah. Ooh, Saquon. Mm. Saquon. But don't get me wrong, I liked Flavor of Love on uh on MTV. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. All right, well, we got off the track there, but I think that's really gonna do it here for us tonight, unless you have any other thoughts on these tight ends. 
I have no thoughts on anything ever. I, I, I blacked out a little bit at the beginning of the show. I think I gave some actionable advice, and then after that, it was all downhill. Yeah. I mean, that's how that's how the show mostly goes. You know, there's one moment in the show where you give some really nice advice, and then it just... I'm like I'm like Trelawney from, from Harry Potter. You know? <laughs> that's one, an one home reference. run. And then, that's an obscure reference. Who, who hasn't read Harry Potter? <laughs> I mean, just pulling out Trelawney. <laughs> I'm I think that to, was I'm, what was obscure. You know, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out right now. I, I am I'm putting up a Twitter poll. <laughs> Do you know who this is? <laughs> uh, are you no, doing I, it from the C? I'm doing it from the C2C account. I'm putting have you read Harry Potter and or seen the movies? No, that's not fair. I think a lot of people have. I mean, it's one they're, of the they're gonna get the reference time. I don't think they are. I don't know if they will. Right. You have so such little faith in humanity. I do. Yeah, I am absolutely a nihilist and a pessimist. But all right, that we, we got way off the rails here. That's going to do it for us here tonight. Um, be sure to tune in to all of the family of pods over the C two C Debbie Debate. Why wait till Sunday? Fantasy Roundtable. They're bringing you a lot of great info here for your uh, end of season redraft or for Dynasty. So definitely don't tune into that one. Uh, we got the three and out pod, uh, you know, we, we're always pumping out contents. We get some emergency shows based on some news that are breaking. Um, so be on the lookout for those. Uh, keep an eye out for, for some exciting projects here this off season. Uh, we got a lot planned. We got a lot of big news planned. I'm not going to give any, give anything away yet because Austin will mute me or, or try to mute my mic. I here. will drive to Lancaster. It's like a three hour for four hour drive. I don't even care. I'll drive to Lancaster and just smack you. Yeah. He's done it before. It's 9.42 p.m. I don't even care. <laughs> He's done it before. but uh, no, we got <laughs> I'll a lot slap of... you, and then I'll work from your apartment tomorrow. Get a good sure. night's rest. Sure. We got a guest bed. Perfect. I'll be in the office tomorrow. In my office tomorrow, in, in my guest bed. But Boo. you have to find somewhere else to work from. Anyway, a lot of exciting projects here. We are going to be um, doing a giveaway for anybody who signs up for our prize picks using our C2C promo code. Still not too late for that. Uh, they're going to get an autographed Jerry Judy jersey. Alabama addition, jersey. Alabama jersey. Alabama jersey. Yes. Autographed Jerry Judy Alabama jersey. In addition to a deposit match, and if you deposit at least $20, a free subscription to campscan.com. Tremendous value. Be sure to uh, sign up for prize picks. Use promo code C2C. Uh, last thing, keep an eye out for the uh, early week show. Campus Life signing day is coming up. Going to be hearing some rumors. Probably talk a little bit of that. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. But until next time, this is Colin. And I'm Austin. And have a good one.